0: And now to our man on the street, Tim Gerard. <laughs> yeah.
1: This sandwich is a fucking mix. Back to you,
0: Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you, Andy. And that is our cold open. another episode of the motor mouth podcast the podcast where a lot of good ideas go absolutely nowhere my name is joel tyree and with me as always is my esteemed co-host the tim gerard hello hello what have you brought for us two topics enter sanity leaves <laughs> today i want to discuss <laughs> <it. gasps> oh i'm so excited oh shit have you seen the second chapter yes so Fuck yes. Both. okay okay uh, yeah this kind of diminishes mine you you weren't gonna have an opinion of this topic number two i'm bringing mcdonald's uh, ill-fated menu item the mcdlt oh okay i am sick of not talking about it i think it's the single greatest <laughs> thing developed by man and it's so useless and i love it and we should talk about it that's why i'm bringing it okay it oh okay we so this... wait we're
1: seriously gonna talk about it first and then be like no let's talk about the DLT." <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a nostalgia there's a link there that's the whole point okay. they don't they don't go together yeah it'll be a nice little like we'll we'll stick the landing on yeah. the Mac- mcdlt <laughs> There <you go. laughs> oh man oh shit okay Uh oh, what, what do we even start with like it's your topic i'll, I'll stop talking i'm very excited to talk about
1: it well okay so so yeah so i'll kind of introduce it i guess so Yes, yeah, so I saw that with your, you know, during October, how you're watching a Halloween movie every day. And then, you know, you had you had posted that you did it. So I was like, yeah, I really wanted to see that. And what happened was, like, the first one had been on HBO for a while, and I never got to watch it. And then it left HBO. And then um, the second one was on, I was like, God damn it, like the second one's here, but I want to see the first one first. And I think um uh yeah i forget like this was like months ago too and i just kind of forgot about it and i think i had seen some oh i think it was like i got an email from you know hbo max where they're like oh you know watch this is what's streaming and i think for halloween like for october they had put the first one back on there so i was like oh shit both of them are on there so i think within a few days like i did spread it out a little bit because it was mostly just scheduling like i didn't have time to sit down and watch two hours straight So I did like, they were both kind of broken up, especially the third one is like almost three hours. I mean, the second one's almost three hours. So, i did see it over the course of a few days but it was pretty like back to back you know it wasn't like i watched the first one waited an entire week like i went pretty quickly into the second one um and you know as i was watching it i was just like there's so much good stuff here and i was like oh i know joel's seen it recently so i can i can bring this and it's not like oh we can't
0: talk about that i've never seen it i'm so pleased like (laughs) (laughs) i was not expecting (laughs) it at all (laughs) well and and it's interesting too like you know again to
1: comment on your sort of 30 days of, of horror 31 days you know it's like. I'm not a huge horror fan. Like I don't, I, I, you know, I mean, as a kid I was always scared, scared of horror movies. And I still like, I think a lot of them still will hit me harder than most people. Um, I do probably get scared easier than, than a lot of people. But if, if, if it's a really well done movie, like I will still, you know, put up with the scare and the nightmares, you know, to watch it. Right. And, you know, and I've, I've, I've been a King fan since I was a kid, you know, like I, I was reading his books, probably at way too young of an age, you know, um, and that's probably more what scared me, because, you know, again, your imagination kind of goes with it. Um, but I never, I never read it. But I did see the, uh, the older, you know, the 37 years ago. Yeah. So I remember watching that and kind of having an idea of it. And I knew people who had read it, who kind of told me about some of the, the differences and the discrepancies and the things that kind of, you don't really get from the, the miniseries. Um, so anyway, yeah, it was like, I had been looking forward to seeing it for a while. Um, and I'm I'm really glad that I waited and got to watch them back to back because I think that was for me for, you know, being the type of, you know, really enjoying like self referential things and meta things and stuff like that. I really enjoyed kind of it just being this connected thing where it wasn't like, Oh yeah, I saw the first one a few years ago. And now here's the second one. So, so that was great. Um,
0: It's going to be a double feature for me from now on. Like I will not watch the first one without watching the second. I I watched them both in the same night that like, that's how I, I bought the second one after finishing the first one because i i had bought the first one on uh, like a black friday sale so i had the disc and i was like i can't sit around and not watch the sequel to this like i i yeah oh they're so good yeah <laughs> so and damn it's, good <laughs> it's, it's so cool too because i remember
1: you know uh, i feel like there's a lot of and this is this has come up before recently you know where things that existed that if they had never existed would stranger things exist. And I exactly. feel like you definitely see, you know, a lot of, a lot, you know, and, and, and again, this was, this originally came out like, you know, was it 20, 27 years ago? I think that wasn't that the joke that they made yep. is the span of time exactly. is the span of time between the, yeah. So it's like they purposely planned that, yeah. which by the way, that was one of my favorite things that when the original one came out, you know, they were kids in what, like the fifties, you know, or, uh, no, would have been the sixties. Right. Cause I think yes. the, the other one came out in like the nineties the or whatever. So anyway, so they, they updated it, both of them so that like, okay, the adults are adults now and their kids back when. So, so this actually fit right in, in some ways, this felt more like home than stranger things, because, you know, with stranger things in the eighties, like in, in 1980, I was two. So right. it was me going from being two to 12, Whereas in like the, the you know, the late, and I think Stranger Things takes place more like early to mid eighties. Whereas this was like, yeah, like late eighties, it's 89, right? I think is when, when they're kids. I think I it's think 89. So. I think I remember seeing that. <clears throat> so right about to go into the nineties, you know, again, that's where I was like, you know, uh, you know like right around 11, 12 years old, you know, and I think that's about what their age was. So it was like right right there for me, you know? Um, so that was, that was great. That was great to kind of like, really put myself in their shoes um you know and have that that nostalgia of that and and to notice like all of the updated references they made because again like it wasn't flashing back to um so is it it's 27 years passes right yes Okay, so so that means that when the original one came out, that came out in eighty nine. It would have been uh, so, yeah, it would have been the uh, sixty no 61, Might do the math for me, please.
0: Sixty <laughs> seven. No, sixty two. Sixty two.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. Eighty nine minus like, twenty seven. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Thank you. Who said you'll it's never like, use math? Ra- yeah, just just round it to thirty. Why is it twenty seven? Just make it's it. It's Stephen King. It
0: he finds contrivances because he likes them
1: yeah yeah well that's the thing too it's like i feel like if it was stephen king it should have been 19 years because that's his number Mm. but so anyway um so yeah so it was really cool to like i remember watching it as a kid and when i was watching it you know the adults are in present day and they're flashing back to kids who you know like i didn't get any of those references because i wasn't alive back then so to be an adult watching it with the kids versions, you know, it, it was, it was so like, you know, they make like the new kids on the block references and like, you know, all the toys <laughs> that they're talking them. about, the t-shirts that they're wearing. <laughs> one point the kid has, yeah. At one point the kid has a Thundercats t-shirt on and I'm like currently watching the Thundercats series, you know? So it's like, like just everything kind of lined up. And I will say this too. And I talk about this a lot that when people ask me, like, if I miss Rhode Island and new England, like 99.9% of the time I say, I don't miss like I miss my friends and family and I don't miss anything else. Like I'm never like, Oh, the beach or, Oh, the, the leaves and fall. Or like, like, I don't, I don't give a shit about any of that. You move you know, to Colorado. Like, I, I miss like, the people. Be fair. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, that's part of it is I love the weather out here so much better. There's so much more to Variety. look at here, but like, you know, I miss my people, you know, right. but that's it, you know, like if, if my, if everyone I knew from Rhode Island moved to Colorado with me, like I would, I would never go back to the East coast. There's no reason to, you know. Um, but like watching shows like that and kind of seeing these kind of like old, you know, New England towns where it's like, you know, like where, you know, the, they're where some of the oldest buildings are. Cause that's where the country started is on the East coast, you know, and, and, you know, it's, you definitely see the difference. And I mean, I guess there are towns like that out here. Um, but, but between that and also the, um, what was the show that he, that they did? Oh, uh, um, oh, the one that's, uh, Castle Rock. You know the okay, the yeah. the show Castle Rock.
0: It's Hulu, um, right?
1: Yeah. You know, again, it takes place in the you know the the fictional town that he created in Maine, and it's just like I remember watching that. It, it it's very much like like going home. You know, like the houses you see, like the old ass doorknobs. You know, it's just like everything has so much of this character to it you know, because there are these old ass houses that were built at a time when, you know, it's not not necessarily the first houses that were built, but they're, you know, definitely older, as opposed to out here, you know, when you kind of, you know, go to a place, it's like, oh, this is like brand fucking new, like someone built a whole strip of brand new condos, and this is where you're in, you know, it's like, and I'm sure there are places are like that out here, but I haven't been to any of them, you know, like most of the places I've seen out here are definitely newer buildings, like, you know it just it's like okay we're gonna cheaply build a bunch of buildings all the same and you know pack people in so anyway even though it's like this horror story there's this weird sense of comfort that i get watching it you know that's exactly how i felt yeah
0: yeah is that nostalgia like it felt like goonies it felt like super eight it felt like et like that kind of film that kind of coming of age thing and I, i think yeah doing the 31 days of horror like I, I watched a lot of Stephen King adaptations. Like, the, I had a collection of stuff I hadn't seen. So I watched Silver Bullet and uh, oh, nice. Dead Zone and um, mm-hmm. the one with the giant bat in the mine. I can't remember what that one was called. There's, like, rats and stuff. Um, Maximum Overdrive. And then I watched Dr. Sleep, which is the uh, Shining sequel. Mm-hmm. And it was, like... Another one that's amazing. Yeah, really. Good. Oh, Dr. Sleep was really good. So... It was it was cool to kind of see kind of like there there was that period of time where they were adapting everything Stephen King did and doing it very hit or miss. Like it was either really good mm-hmm. or really garbage. So that that was and then you got to it and I was like I was nervous about it because I, I I what I'm discovering through the horror journey that I'm on is like a lot of it's cheesier than I ever thought, and a lot of it's not as scary mm-hmm. as like Hannibal or Silence of the Lambs or stuff that I've seen that seen so much that I'm like desensitized. So it's been really mm-hmm. kind of pleasant to go through them and realize they're not as scary as I assumed they were. And it, I was like, because it was modern, because it was like this known property and because it's Pennywise, this iconic villain, I was really nervous going into it. And then it was just like, mm-hmm. you just I identify with that place that on the cusp of the 90s, I mean, I was born in 90. So, like all of the stuff like they're moving into is right in line with me. Um, and that's movies I watched were made about that time. So it was just like like slipping into a warm bed of like this nostalgia of like, I understand this world, I understand these references, and it's really good. Like yeah. everybody's acting their ass off, it's creepy. And it's the thing, like, I, I know that there's the the dubious uh, teenage gangbang in the book. And I don't know if it's in the night. I haven't seen the original miniseries. And that I was kind of I nervous. I don't think it is. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was on
1: TV. Right. Like, primetime. So I doubt they put it in there.
0: Right. So it was one of those things, like, I knew I knew a lot about the trappings of it, but not any of the specifics except Mm. for that so i was like kind of worried that it would get into that place but it it didn't and it is just like such a great i think it was paced real well i thought it was really cool that each kid had their own specific horror cultivated for them and they kept Mm -hmm. coming back to it and it was just like and it did a good job of like we can't bring this to the parents like it, it. I think mm-hmm. usually in these movies, that's pretty contrived and not something that makes a whole lot of sense. Like, why aren't you going to an adult? Yeah. But it was so disparate and seps- it felt so specific to each kid that no one would believe them. And it's only through like this community that they end up making that it, it works and great effects. Pennywise is amazing. Skarsgård just knocks it out of the park and mm-hmm. it, i mean we're just talking about the first one like the second one i was i was ex- most excited to see bill Hader in the second one yeah me too because i love bill Hader. he's one of my favorite comedic actors and i think he's a really good dramatic actor having seen barry and i still haven't seen skeleton twins that's on my list but i liked him in train wrecked mm-hmm. a lot or train wrecked <laughs> Skele-
1: Skeleton Twins is not a comedy. Don't no, it's definitely not. No I, I, I <laughs> no, I know the premise.
0: No, I know what the premise is.
1: If we're like, oh, him and Krista Wigg? This is going to be hilarious. Not funny. No. <laughs>
0: not at all. Um, it's kind of cool that Bill has kind of become this gay icon in a certain... Like Stefan, this character mm. in Skeleton Twins, and it turns out his character in It. Yeah. Like, it's just very... I really liked that. Like I liked kind of the ambiguity about who it was that he he had a crush on. Um mm-hmm. kind of got that that interaction in the arcade in that flashback. I wasn't expecting yeah. so much flashing back. I, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. I didn't think it was overused, but it, it just that storyline and the development of that character, and you start to understand that character a lot more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because he ends up going to the funeral and that you realize that that has been part of the, the, the whole experience is this kind of unrequited love. It just, he, he plays it really great. Like, yeah. And that's well, in a movie with what, James McAvoy in it, like <laughs> to be talking about yeah. his performance and McAvoy with the stutter, how it would come in and out was just great with mm-hmm. like how the fear had heightened and just this in, impeccable, like,
1: yeah well and one of my favorite parts too about what, um like with with um bill hader's character so like i remember when when pennywise mentions it and he's like oh your dirty little secret and oh. you know and so they kind of bring it up and like you kind of see it and it's like and i forget i feel like they drop some hints there and you're kind of like oh is that what it is like was it and because he mentions it as like a dirty little secret you're like well is it something that he's kind of Embarrassed about, or is it something actually bad? Like, what you know, and then when they, yeah, that scene in the arcade, like, I feel like it was, and that was so well played by that kid. Like, like you, you like, it wasn't like super obvious, but you, right. you got it. Like, even before, yeah. you know, the kind of the kid turns around when the bully comes in and they kind of like, you know, uh, you know, kind of going after him for it. Like, just the way he's like, oh, we, we could play again if you want. It's like, oh, that's not a kid who has a friend. Like that, that oh, okay. Um, but then like the I, I remember um towards the end of it when that whole thing comes out and like oh just how how heartbreaking it was when he goes back to the bridge and like they show him carving the R for yeah. Richie and you don't see what else, and then you see the R plus E, and it's like, oh my god. But my my favorite part of that is that and I think I I I can't remember if it was this or something else that I was comparing to the whole Dumbledore thing of like oh I know the books are done but by the way Dumbledore was gay this whole time I remember back to a scene and I remember that this bothered me because of my OCD when when Richie as a kid is in the hammock and then Eddie wants to get in and he climbs in he's like putting his face all over his feet all over Richie's face and he's kind of like uh uh but he's not like, oh gross man. Like That's and the two right. of them are sitting in the in the hammock together. And I'm like, how fucking brilliant was that? Like this looks like two kids just kind of fucking around, but he's like, no, I'm not gonna leave. Like, you he know, blew he, my like mind. come come in the hammock with me, you know? Like, and and that to me was like like it was there. This wasn't something that was like yeah. added after the fact. Now, granted, I think that because I watched them back to back to back, I forgot, but I think that was in part two also so i couldn't remember far enough back to if there were seeds planted in number one i mean there's definitely him always talking about like you know banging his mom and stuff like that i feel like that's who he went after about that all the time so you definitely see that they have a different dynamic than he has with anyone else in the group
0: and that fight Um, that kind of tech that uh, uh friction between them is like why is that a thing and you kind of dismiss it on first glance and then it's like no it's like you're attacking because you you feel this way about them and you're hiding it and you're, you're not
1: right I'm, i need to come across as super masculine like and talk about right. banging your mom because i don't want you to know what you know my you know to, to, to hide my actual feelings for you
0: and that's the thing like through that you see in the in the first chapter like even though they're always going at it those two are really tight knit they're really close mm-hmm. and it it just rolls really naturally in into that storyline. I thought of another Eddie, moment right? too about this.
1: Th- yeah, I think yeah I think it was Eddie. Ricky and yeah because I yeah. Um another moment too because he's the one when when Eddie breaks his arm, it, Ricky is the one who sets it, right? Where he's like, oh I'm gonna snap it back into place. He's <laughs> just like
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah.
1: So it's like you, you, you like to me that like again looking back on that i think that's this sort of wanting to be this hero like like oh your arm is broken okay i know that broken arms have to be set i'm going to set it for you i'm right. going to be you know even though you know i'm sure it made it worse in some ways you know like so so yeah so i love that like there that, that it was kind of there and that the um yeah like i said that scene of the, like the two of them like when he climbs into the hammock with him because because um ricky wait is it Ric- ricky or richie what the hell is it
0: it's Richie. I think Richie. it was a,
1: Richie. Yeah. Like, and Richie won't leave. And at first you're just like, oh, he's being a dick, you know? And it's like, like, no, he wants him to go in the hammock with him, you know, so that the two of them are in there. And it's like, fuck man. Yeah. That, that like, and, and just how, like, even, even afterwards, like I, I, I also wonder if he, if he does tell them or if it's kind of like, oh, it doesn't matter now, but like how he's so much more broken up about him, right. you know, when they're in the lake and, and maybe that was part of it too. Like kind of watching Um, I forget if they reveal the kind of R plus E like before that, or if it's after, yeah, I think it's at the very end. It's after like when he, when, yeah, when he, when he, you know, when, when Eddie dies and he doesn't want to leave him behind, like, no, we got to get him out of here. And like why it's so hard for him to let go. And then why he's so much more broken up when they jump in the lake after and everything. And it's like, Oh shit. You know, like, yeah, so well done.
0: Great, great, long, long form storytelling.
1: Yeah. So that, that, yeah, just everything about Bill's character. I mean, he was, you know, even his, his well, I love that also he was played by like, uh, was it uh, Will, was it That The one who, the kid who's actually in Stranger Things?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep.
1: You know, so to kind of be like, oh, cool, like my favorite one of the kids who, you know, I've kind of, you know, have seen elsewhere is also grows up to be my favorite of the adults and also i feel like he was the one who was very similar to me as a kid like i wasn't as much of like i'm gonna bang your mom or whatever but like the one who was always kind of cracking jokes and always kind of like you know like being you know not like you know i feel like he was the kind of one who was the more abrasive but not because he was an asshole he wasn't the he wasn't the friend that everyone disliked because he's an asshole but we just hang out with him because we're used to it you know um but definitely the one who was like you know kind of getting people riled up for that and always had some smart ass thing to say and everything right. um and i love how that carried through like with bill Hader and how he was like that um yeah they, yeah it was just it was so great like how like watching how all the kids like grew up and, and who became who and everything oh that was the other thing so with the um with the, the the new kid i forget what his what his name is the you know the um
0: chubby one who ends up being yeah, the chubby, hot
1: yeah like how yeah. when they show that scene in the boardroom, and you see the the chubby guy yeah. he looks just like him, and then they show up, oh, Mr. Egg, no, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. I love yeah.
0: that. It was <sighs> yeah. it was so jarring in the sequel with the the girl, the the husband. She just ended up in in a yeah. similar situation, and it just initially like I mean that's a fu- frustrating thing to see and also know that it's a real situation that people get into, but also within the context of like, you just escaped Derry. Derry is the right, the the name of the town. You escaped that in Derry. And then, then you realize that you, you forget the further away you get from Derry, you start to forget what happened there. So that, that, I think I'm only coming to that realization now is like, that's, that's why that happened. Is that this only the only model for familial affection or love was this monster and yeah. it ends up being perpetuated on this other level? Like that was a really great performance and and a great is a terrible moment to witness, but a great moment of triumph to actually get out of there, you know, to to yeah. see that right at the offset. Is it Joe yeah. who worked in the library ended up staring in Derry? Is it Joe or john mike I look. <laughs> mike it's mike. Hey, mike so mike doesn't have a whole lot to do in the first movie and i think they really amped it up for the second I, maybe that's something that's written into the, the the source material where it's like just kind yeah. of this auxiliary character um i like that character i i liked the horror of his visions and how like how personal they were like that was mm-hmm. outside the butcher shop with those hands is just really terrifying and a great like yeah, visual image and just like, and it was cool to kind of have him be the 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 wise man in the next one, which may be a, a problematic trope for a person of color to have to play this mystical character. Um, but it was it was kind of cool to have like, I wasn't mad that the whole ritual thing was bullshit like <laughs> i liked the the trappings of it. it felt like like very indiana jones we have a mission and we'll mm-hmm. do all this thing and everybody kind of had their horror vignettes again of like flashbacks and stuff um but it was kind of cool that like it ended up not being what they thought it was and they still ended up beating him yeah like, i'm still like i was talking to uh Our friend john about like the the mythos of it and whether he's Mm -hmm. an alien but he's not an alien he's from another dimension and it's like seemed pretty needlessly complicated he could have just been an alien but i know king likes his interconnectivity and his like meta references and stuff but it didn't really matter like it it was it was enough and the effects like penny like the whole like floating on the balloons is the kind of legion of balloons are following him Mm-hmm. It was a great image I remembered from the trailer, but I had forgotten when I got to the movie. And I was like, oh, it's such a great shot. And just the giant, like, uh, lumber- was it Paul Bunyan with the axe? Oh, like, yeah. That gi- in broad daylight was just... Yeah. It's some great effects. And you say giant Paul Bunyan statue attacks kid is kind of cheesy, but it ended up actually being scary in the middle of the day. And yeah, it, it was it's really solid i i i'm really looking forward to watching those again i those are definitely part of my my rotation now like Mm -hmm. just outstanding and it it was so cool to kind of like have that kind of coming of age tale but also it kind of be this scary thing too like it 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 ends up crossing genres in that way you know like Mm -hmm. that's really good
1: yeah i remember when i when i first started watching the first one I was, I was messaging you, you and John and kind of telling you guys sort of like different, different thoughts. And I remember, I think it was soon after that when I was like, you know, what? I'm going to bring this to the podcast. So I'm going to stop messaging Joel and kind of ruining all this stuff and just <laughs> save it for the podcast. <laughs> but I remember one of the things I noticed, there's a room where one of the kids goes in and there's a bunch of clowns in there. Yeah. And like just dolls. And one of them like is like, looks like the Tim Curry version of it, which I thought was a, a nice little nod and, you know, Easter egg. But, but also, you know, because again, there's this sort of like 27 year cycle that's happening. It's like, is that like a former form of Pennywise? You know, is that kind of what they're trying to say is almost like 27 years ago, he looked like, you know, uh, a Tim Curry and now he looks like this and he's kind of evolving over time and, um, or I'm just reading into things too much either way it's fine. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I thought those were, those little things were great.
0: Yeah. It was really cool because I, I kind of went back and watched some of the Tim Curry scenes because I, I don't know if I'll go back and watch the original. I I feel like I should for certain things, but I have heard it it's not great other than Tim. Tim Curry's an incredible performer. um But it was really interesting to see how far Skarsgård had deviated. I, I kind of thought mm-hmm. that he was doing a Tim Curry-inspired Pennywise. He's not. He's totally made its right. own... And it's terrifying and and just really this kind of giggly clown like it it, it, it's it seemed very much more modern i don't know you you look at tim curry's pennywise and you're like that dude is a jaded fucked up man who had to be a circus clown you look at pennywise Mm -hmm. is like that's a monster but you could see him as a as as a clown you know like that persona seemed very clown inspired
1: yeah one of the um, one of the scenes I thought of um, that I remember from the original, I don't remember a lot of it. I remember um, towards the end when they're when they're fighting him and I can't remember if this is the first half when they're fighting him the first time as kids. I mean, it must be yeah, because it was when they were kids. and it was the whole thing about um, it's Eddie that has the inhaler, right? And, and they, you know, they, the, they tell me <laughs> it's a, it's a gazebo. He's not really sick. It's just a gazebo, um, <laughs> which I love. At one point when they're fighting it, like he, I think part of it was like the realization that like it was, it was fake and it was kind of this power of suggestion. And he uses that against it. He tells him, he's like, this is filled with acid and he sprays his inhaler on its face and his face starts burning and melting. Oh damn! And I remember that being such a great moment where you see the kids kind of like turning their fear on him and that, yeah, it's that power of suggestion and the fear. And it's like, you know, if you are afraid of this thing, then it has power over you, then it can hurt you. And when they figure to do that and, you know, of course, I think he runs off wounded and doesn't, you know, doesn't die. But but I remember that was one of the things that hurt him. And it was just really nasty moment too because i think he like touches his face and pulls his hand away and there's like all the, just like goo stuck oh, to his hand from where his face great. had melted and it was it was an amazing moment i was kind of disappointed they didn't put use that in the original one because i feel yeah. like they do reference the whole thing about you know his asthma being fake and the inhaler not being real and right and all that stuff um but yeah so that was that was one good thing about the original i thought it was really good
0: i have to i might just pull um, some clips on youtube and get that that context and yeah. get to pick and choose the best parts.
1: Yeah. There was one I watched where it's the it's the scene with Georgie and you could see them kind of back to back or side by side even. Yeah. And yeah, the one the, the original one is is much more like, you know, like the the build up is is definitely still creepy. But I the, the I punctuation I never...
0: of the the modern yeah. one with the teeth <laughs> like yeah. fucking twisted and like just and I ended up watching the original. I was like, it's good. It's creepy. And it, it, it's yeah. Tim Curry being, but like that CGI effect is just so well executed.
1: Oh God. And and are just like having to sit there and like watch George. Like in, yeah, in the original, it just kind of like you see his teeth and it fades out and you hear him yelling. But I have to sit there and like watch him trying to crawl away. It's just like, oh, I'm like bleeding. Oh God. It was like, it was it was so hard to watch. Yeah. And that so was such that, a tough
0: moment because like, I knew that, that happened like i knew because it's impossible to avoid like all the memes and the references right so that whole time i'm it's like super tense and you're like georgie is not getting out of this and yeah just to maintain that tension even though you knew what happened and then to surprise you in that moment was just excellent
1: yeah i I actually even i like skarsgård's version better in that scene too because Mm. with tim curry he's i feel like he's a little i mean it's still Fucked up and creepy that there's a clown in the sewer, but he he definitely plays it very very jolly. Whereas with with Skarsgard, there's this this desperation that you see, like especially when George is like, I gotta go, or he's like, Oh, don't you, whoa. you know? And he's like, he's like, Fuck, I can't let this kid leave. Like, I haven't eaten in 27 years. Like, I've got, you know, I, I love that he was like, you could tell it was a struggle for him to be like seductive because you know you could tell he just he's like I I need to eat this kid you know like I haven't I haven't eaten I've got to you know break my fast now so he couldn't just be like well I'm going to play it however and if the kid runs away he runs away you know there was that moment where it's like oh fuck I can't let this kid run away how how else do I draw him back in you know I'd love to and I I think I forget forget if he does it in that scene but he also he does it in I think part two when there's that little girl into the bleachers where he just like goes still and starts drooling oh, it's, so it's just good. like
0: oh that's so fucked up <laughs> that one was great because it's kind of like the the counterpart to georgie's like abduction and you see like the cleverness to pennywise because this is a, a modern mm-hmm. girl she's seen a lot more she's desensitized to more knows not to be there and then right. he turns it to this this being made fun of for how you look and totally gets at the heart of this this little girl's character and how she moves through the world and it's so uh it's so good that's such a great counterpoint to the Georgie story mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: the whole the whole Will Georgie storyline that kid's performance is outstanding and the way yeah. that develops with the the flooding basement and the seeing mm-hmm him and knowing that he's not and having to kill him, kill this this image of him was yeah. just really masterfully done. Like when they go in the second time and McAvoy is in the basement and he's where Pennywise was in the flashback, it's just like, I would have hated it waiting a year between the two. Like when they released, I, I I was so grateful to get to watch them back to back because it was just so such a seamless referential experience to have them both so so close at hand it was that was great
1: yeah well and even seeing them back to back how long it takes for that scene where it finally comes out that he's like i wasn't sick i just didn't want to play and how long he's been carrying that guilt that it's like if i had played with my brother that day he would be alive you know like like, almost 30 years, he's he's been, like, you know, Oh, well, I mean, maybe not so much because they forgot about Derry as they moved away, but, like, that, that that's been sort of the core of of his horror of that. You know, not so much Pennywise itself, but, you know, that every time he sees Georgie, it's not, I'm scared of you, it's, it's you know, this was my fault. Like, you're dead because of me, you know? Yeah. Like, fuck. And, and, and that's one of the things I love about King. Like, he, at, at the core of all his horror, it's all just human shit. You know, the monsters are nowhere near as scary as the shit we put ourselves through, you know, and the and the, the real experiences we've lived through. And it's like, it, yeah, it's just, it's so, yeah, it's just fuck. Yeah, like every minute of it is just like, oh, you thought you knew what's going on here, and this was already like elaborate and, and so well written and so well planned. Boom, here's this other layer that you kind of forgot about. And like how they, they reference, and I think that's part of it too, is they reference that a few times. They, they kind of jump back to how, you know he feels responsible and this and that but but it's it's not till that moment that you're like yeah i wasn't sick like i could i, I just didn't feel like playing you know and but that they also pull it back around and, and you know that that moment's like no you were a good brother you loved your your brother you loved playing with him you just didn't feel like playing that day you know because i feel like there are those brother brother relationships where the older brother is just like i don't want to play with you get the fuck away from me you know right. and it's like it wasn't that like you just like, it was just time. that day, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, there's there's so much affection in the way he makes helps him with the boat. Right. That scene is so like, and that's why it, it, the 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 reveal works so well, right? Because you really believe him is sick, and you realize like, he's not irritated by his brother. He's like, he's doing, he's going through the motions of helping him build this boat and do it the right way so it doesn't get soggy. And this whole thing where it. it it works all the better for that tender moment at the start and it's, it's not fear. It's, it, it's guilt, but we feel, we, we see guilt through the whole thing, but we see guilt amplified by finding that out. You know, it, it's, it's a brilliant move. And that kid is an incredible actor. Just yeah, sells that the whole way, man. Now I want to watch him again. Like that, that's <laughs> just, and it's the thing, like, cause it's been. I watched that maybe the twentieth of October, so it's been a, a mm-hmm. few weeks, and I'd only seen them the one time. So it's now like I'm wanting to go back and revisit them because they're just incredible, just really, really solid.
1: Yeah. Also, I I love. I know this is more more surfacey stuff, but like the 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 one of my favorite moments, and and it, and how it was sort of recalled in the second part was the, the one where um you know when pennywise has will and he's like if you leave now i'll kill him but i'll leave you alone and and when richie does his whole thing and he's like now i'm gonna have to kill this fucking clown and like <laughs> how fucking perfect that was but then the way they recall where it's like "Yo, know, oh you know i think richie said it best i fucked eddie's mom you know this, is the, <laughs> this. and he like goes it, let's kill this fucking clown yeah okay yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) that was like
1: like so perfect because it wasn't this like ultra heroic remember from the first movie when i did it was just like this kind of like what what did i say how did you why did you remember what i said 30 years ago what was it you know
0: (laughs) that's right i remember that moment too it's just like a really great like what what was he known for saying i fucked his mom like that that was his quote that That was his catchphrase right like (laughs) you said that a lot you said let's kill this fucking clown once <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh,
1: uh, and yes yeah, so and i mean i think what i loved about that too is like i mean they still like like bill Hader definitely had to play a different role but he was he was still bill Hader, but not so much that he was only bill Hader, you know right. um and that was that was kind of what was great about that like he was this this comic relief but he didn't play it as a um i don't i just i just remember being really annoyed i think it's lethal weapon four that or three or four that chris rock is in and every time he talks he's just doing stand-up in the middle of a movie and it was like this was someone's bad idea about we need comic relief let's have chris rock do some 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 bits you know and i remember seeing his actual stand-up later and i was like oh i love chris rock stand-up but like every time he's in a movie it's like they just want him to do stand-up so i feel like this wasn't that this was like you know Kind of like you know, like how I always say about like Paul Rudd, you know, like he he has this ability to do these ridiculous things, but in such a realistic way that you believe that someone is doing those goofy things, as opposed to you know someone like Jim Carrey who I also love, but like you 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 never real like you never feel like Jim Carrey's characters are real people, like they're meant to be caricatures. Whereas like with Paul Rudd and you know in this case Bill Hader, like they can be a real person doing goofy almost to the point where sometimes they don't know they're being goofy like so well and it's so it's so funny and it's so believable um you know and, and that's probably a lot you know a lot of the a lot of my favorite actors like you know I always say like oh like i wish i was friends with them like they're just like like really cool dudes like really cool like you know and they're they're just really funny in this genuine way and like i feel like he yeah he definitely like nailed that and you know where it's just like this is my character and i, I also you know the other part that was somewhat of an extension to that is where he's like going after Pennywise he's like oh motherfucker uh, and he turns on the deadlights and he just goes blank and it was just like like how creepy that was but also funny at the same time cuz you knew where it was going and then you're right. like oh fuck you know but like but it was still funny but it was also creepy it was like such a mix of emotions it wasn't this pure like out of place funny moment like they they brought you back into the horror and it's just like oh god he's stuck in the deadlights oh no you know and then showing that whole thing where you see his head opened up and like the deadlights are actually like behind him, like shining through his head that's open. It was just like, oh fuck, this just went to a whole new level. <laughs> right,
0: Hater's definitely like, I I I love everything he's in like, and I I watch interviews with him all the time because he's just such a general genuine. Seems like I mean, anxiety ridden. He's very open about like having mm-hmm. an anxiety disorder and just like. He just seems like, he feels like me, like how I interact with the world. Mm-hmm. Like he thinks things are really cool. Like when he meets uh, the guy from Dateline, I don't know if you've seen that interview. Like they take him to the set of Dateline and the guy no. he did the impression of on SNL was there. And he's oh, just like losing yeah, yeah. his mind. Like he's just fanboying out so hard because he's like, <laughs> it's so crazy to meet you. It's just that pesky DNA, that guy. Like he, he's just so so genuine in that way and he's a film nerd and he's done like mm-hmm. the criterion collection interviews and stuff like and i love him in barry and i love him in documentary now and only a huge film nerd could make documentary now like i mean him and yeah. Mulaney and armiston and seth myers all work on that show and it's just like yeah this L- a- a- snl alumni group that's with, like these weird film nerds like no, it was just great to see him in that. And and yeah. like you said, like not to play a comedic role all comedic. Like he's a stand-up. Right. Like that's that's his backstory. Yeah. I love that that he he gets the call and it has to go on stage. I loved that reveal. <laughs> yeah. And he like threw up. It was like Some comics just do that before they go out. So it might like he was maintaining and then he got out there, he's like, oh shit. Like and then it was just I, I love that introduction to his character. I was like, Oh, perfect. Hater. He grew up to be a stand-up that works so mm-hmm. well.
1: I also love the way they play that too, where later, like you, at that point, you like, you understand why he threw up, but you don't know that he doesn't know why he threw up. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I fucking love that too. He's like, yeah, like I, why, like, why am I feeling fear? You know, And they're like, Oh, it's fear. Like, why am I feeling fear when you said we had to come back to dairy? And it was like, that's right. Fuck. They forgot.
0: <laughs> I like when they go to the, the sushi restaurant and, the stuff starts coming out of it it's just like oh it's like oh yep. shit like and i was like this is where the sequel turns it up to 11 like it's gonna be yep. weirder and rougher and like i enjoyed okay. it so much
1: oh else that was that speaking with the bill hater thing i was like there's something else when he does the the impression of like eddie's mom but he does the the uh, uh job of the hut voice <laughs>
0: <laughs> he does that so well Oh, uh, so good. There's, there's so, like I don't know where that bass comes. It's from so deep. It's like, it. yeah. oh, it's like diaphragm supported. Like that's how far down <laughs> it goes. it's like keep us. Like I don't even know how he does it. It's, it's amazing. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to rewatch those now. Yeah. I really like this, like surprise the other person with a topic that you're you're, (laughs) like that. It's worked two out of two so far. (laughs) Well, two out of three. I don't know. Well, no, we brought Airbender was surprising in the first one. Mm -hmm. Not to be too meta and self-referential. Right. (laughs) All right. I'm going to. Shamelessly segue into to mine for which I did Wikipedia research. Unless you had anything else to say about it, I think that was that was yeah that was pretty much it. It was definitely,
1: you know, I I I think I hit all the important points I wanted to hit on. But yeah, just how yeah how fucking good it was.
0: It's one of those things like we watched Super Eight pretty close to when we watched it so i'm getting it mixed up in my head which makes me want to go back and watch it because i think i i enjoyed it more than i did super eight so mm-hmm. i'm wanting to further uh divide those two in my mind <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay shamelessly uh transitioning to our discussion of mcdonald's is mcdlt <laughs> so for anybody unfamiliar with this this was a product that was shamelessly advertised with a musical number, a musical commercial starring George Costanza himself, Jason Alexander. It's a whole song and dance. And the product is, don't you, the, 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 the logic behind it, logic in quotation marks is, mm-hmm. don't you hate it that the things that are supposed to be cold on a hamburger end up getting smashed with the things that are warm on a hamburger? Well, worry no more because we're going to have two sides of a styrofoam container on one side called the McOven side. You're going to have the top of the bun and the burger or the bottom of the bun and the burger patty. And then on the other side, the McFridge side, you're going to have the lettuce, tomato and cheese and the top of the bun to keep them separate. So the hot side stays hot and the cool side stays cool i love this idea this product so much because it is so goddamn useless and (laughs) stupid right like who asked for that (laughs) exactly and i mean here's i I did wikipedia googling the mcdonald's fandom wikipedia there's a fandom of mcdonald's wikipedia The reason why this product was discontinued in 1998 was not because of the uselessness of the product. It was because they discontinued all of their styrofoam containers because they were damaging to the environment.
1: Right. And that used like twice the styrofoam because it was like two clamshells on top of each other.
0: (laughs) I, I'm just such in awe of only in America would they develop this, 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 They invented a preference and people bought it. That was the thing. It wasn't that it wasn't selling well. It was that the packaging was damaging to the environment. That's why they did. I'm so mad that it was discontinued in 1998. I was born in 90. I could have had one in those eight years and I never tried one. I, I will always regret it because it's just the silliest dumbest thing i did you ever have one of these tim yeah um you did yeah this is I, why it, i was excited to, i knew you 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 might have i'm so excited to hear like <laughs> it, it, here, here's the thing it just it makes a fucking mess you
1: <laughs> over the lettuce just goes shooting out all over the place like it was, you know, like, of course, when they do it on the commercial, it's like, oh, look, it just folds in half. Like, you try to do that. And it's like, there's, yeah, there's that moment in time where the, the you know, the McFridge half is just up in the air and everything just falls out of it. <laughs> oh, man. And so I think, I, I think, I, I feel like I didn't get it again because of that. It was just like, okay, like, if I didn't want lettuce on my burger, I would have asked for no lettuce. Like, I don't need a machine to dump my lettuce all over my lap. Like,
0: what the fuck? <laughs> What baffles me is that they put the cheese under the tomato on the other side, so it's cheese not even touching patty. You want melted cheese on a cheeseburger? Right. What's the point of having a layer of vegetables or or fruit, whatever you think tomatoes are, <laughs> between? It made no sense. I don't. I don't understand. It's like I've scoured YouTube and I've watched every ad. Every campaign about it, there's one really trippy with like this delay echo effect on the voice. It sounds like hypnotic and it's mm-hmm. it's disturbing. But every time the cheese does not touch patty, and I don't understand who thought that was the idea. I...
1: I mean, I guess because the cheese starts cold and it's not cooked, so they're like, we don't want this cold cheese to like cool down the burger, but it's like, <sighs> yeah, who wants to burn their mouth on a hamburger? Like
0: I just it's the silliest thing ever developed and they marketed it. It wasn't like something they had on the menu as like a novelty. They build campaigns behind it. Like this is what America wants. Yeah. And this is come America. here
1: because Burger King doesn't have this only
0: we have. This. <laughs> <laughs> and Burger King is a whole like, I don't go to Burger King because it, it's always like a Bukkake with the mayonnaise. Like I like mayonnaise on a burger i i'm i'm a white american i like mayonnaise on a burger it's fine but when you just it, it's it's a it's a mess for a whole different reason mm-hmm. than, than the mc blt <laughs> mcdlt it's just they def, they they championed it it wasn't like a secret menu item and this is the era of how many millions sold right they had the counter, right? Mm. And they did, well, maybe that was later 90s. Well, it would have been the same era, like Seinfeld. Like, yeah. Seinfeld has that bit of like, who's still counting, right? 500 well, million served. Well, good for you. Like, yeah. Were,
1: were you alive in that era where they wanted to hit like a million or a billion or whatever? So they went through a time where they were selling cheeseburgers for 10 cents.
0: I vaguely remember that, actually. I think that was. Yeah. i would have been re like five or six is kind of where i'm thinking like 95 mm-hmm. 96
1: yeah that sounds uh, about right Cause i think yeah i think i was in high school that, that makes about sense i feel like i didn't have a lot of money but i had some money and i remember being like i have ten dollars <laughs> you know i wasn't i wasn't thinking about tax but it was just like like fuck you know like because because that's the thing I was I was a fatty. The amount of cheeseburgers I ate was not determined by how whether or not I was full.
0: It was how much money I had. Exactly. So if I had ten dollars, you're goddamn right, I'm going to buy ten cheeseburgers. Well, you said it was ten cents. Yeah. A burger. So that that's a yeah. hundred burgers for ten dollars.
1: Oh no! Did I say ten dollars? I thought. Sorry, I thought I meant $1. Yeah. a dollar. A okay. dollar. So like I said, I didn't have a lot of money. Sorry. Yeah. So I had a dollar, and I was like. <laughs> You know, because the thing is like, you know, I, I, was, I was probably at the point I would order off the dollar menu. Like, OK, with a dollar, I can get, you know, like uh, whatever, four pack of McNuggets or a cheeseburger for a dollar, you know. So I was like, wait, I can get 10 cheeseburgers and like not not four or five, which is too many. Like I have a dollar. I'm getting 10. I'm getting all of them. You so know, this, and I, this... I, I feel like, you know, young me, too, who maybe didn't quite like, you know, have the idea of tax burned into him was probably pissed when I'm like, oh, here. Wait, I can only get nine cheeseburgers with this dollar bill? <laughs> what the fuck?
0: <laughs> you get like Still, four way cents too many back. <laughs> <laughs> too much tuna. Um, that reminds me, <laughs> yeah. This this guy in high school. We called him Big Dick. Da- um, his name was David. Um, he was on the football team, like a lineman. The dude looked 30. He was in a senior in high school. The dude looked 30. He was just bigger than you would ever imagine a, a dude like a high school student could be. He's like cornbread or corn fed Kansas, Mm -hmm. that kind of dude. Um, But he would go to McDonald's and he would get a double quarter pounder with cheese. Ask for double meat and Big Mac sauce. And at one time he ordered it and the, the cashier kind of paused for a second. It's like, did you, do you want eight patties? Yes, ma'am, I do. <laughs> that math doesn't Damn. work. It's like four it, it was a lot. Like it was double quarter pounder with cheese. It's just a yeah. lot of meat. And then dude, dude could eat it, no problem. Like it was is nuts. I it just we don't have to talk about it too much more. I just am sick of not talking about it with every single person in my life because I think it's the funniest <laughs> thing ever developed by man. And it's so they lean so hard into the ad campaign that Jason, if anybody hasn't seen it, YouTube that McDLT, Jason Alexander, it's like two and a half minutes. And they're yeah, just, they had to fucking the-
1: explain it. Like, this isn't just like a 32nd <laughs> thing. Like, Hey, here's this thing. Come by it. Oh, all right. Sounds good. It's like, wait Wait, do i I get two burgers
0: no you get half a burger
1: is this cheap because i'm doing half of the work that your workers do like usually your workers put the burger together am i am i supposed to cook it too like am i supposed to cut the tomatoes myself too like well and and here's the thing too is i feel like there was i don't think there was anything else like that like you know, sure. Right? Oh, we're we're gonna do this. We're gonna make two patties. Okay, two, you know, double cheeseburger. Well, this is right. a McDouble where it's two patties but only one slice of cheese. Because right. if you're fucking cheap and can't afford that second slice of cheese, whatever. <laughs> oh, we're gonna do this. We're gonna have a different bun. We're gonna have the sauce. But like, it, it, they're still all just burgers. It's still all the same stuff. Just you know, but as opposed to like, no, we're gonna change the way we present it and the way you eat it like like no one else tried to do that like how else can we give people a hamburger well what about this what about you know instead we put the burgers on the outside and the bread on the inside how about that like like no no one you know i mean i guess unless you count that kfc thing i was about to say yeah
0: the chicken (laughs) is the bread yeah um it's the thing like at that point they were like okay we haven't innovated containers in a while right like because it's like pizza Mm. comes in a box chicken comes in a bucket. We have these styrofoam things. Like I don't, did they charge more for that meal to justify the double styrofoam? Like I don't understand from marketing standpoint, how, how you justify twice. Like I would love to have been in that like focus group. (laughs) Whereas I wonder, does this ever happen to you? (laughs) (laughs) Like what test group is saying, I don't like my lettuce hot and I don't like my burger. Like, I I don't just don't get lettuce. It's not about giving you lettuce in the most premium. I mean, look at the fucking Big Mac, right? Like that's that shredded lettuce crap. I've never liked that. I don't understand the texture. I don't get it. It's just like it has the appearance of having other food groups. Like, it's the only reason it's there. i are trying to maintain the integrity of this crisp lettuce, like the, the right. farm fresh lettuce from McDonald's. Give me a break. Like, I, I wonder if, like, did McDonald's know
1: that, oh, styrofoam containers are unhealthy oh. and pretty soon we're not going to be able to use them anymore. And maybe they had a contract oh. for like X amount of containers. And they're like, we need to burn through these so we can end our contract before they make these illegal so they're like how can we use twice the contain twice the clamshell styrofoam containers we have so that we can use them up i'm slow
0: clapping that's exactly what happened (laughs) there's no other explanation that is exactly what had to have happened let's milk this for all we can that's fucking brilliant
1: and then when when you know like you said what was it ninety eight when they said oh styrofoam is unhealthy we got to stop using it Burger King was like fuck we have all these clamshells saved up what do we do with them and McDonald's was like we're done we don't have any more left.
0: <laughs> See, that's that's Ray Kroc for you. That's that's that founder shit. <laughs> <laughs> he mm-hmm. stole that and he just kept <laughs> running with it. It's the thing they've had failed products before right like the the McPizza and the McHawk dog and like. Mm. I don't know why they don't bring the big and tasty back. Uh, that, that seemed to be the most Which popular. I, I think it's just a bigger burger, like it's burger lettuce and tomato, like, but it's not um, the quarter pounder. I, I I'm not exactly okay. sure, but it, it has yeah. like this legend status of like the thing that we wish would come back from fucking. Um, I don't know. It, it just here's
1: my other here's my other theory on where it came from. This is more the name. Cause I remember when I was a kid, like I had, I, at that point I hadn't heard of a BLT before. Right. So whenever people said like, Oh, we're having BLTs. I was like, Oh, you mean that stupid fucking sandwich from <laughs> McDonald's? And it's like, no, bacon, lettuce, and tomato. I was like, Oh, what's that? I wonder if, cause, cause also I'm trying to remember back. I don't think when I was younger, you could get bacon on a burger. At it's like only recently.
0: At recently, okay. I recently mean, mcdonald's specifically you couldn't get bacon on anything for ages
1: right so i'm wondering and, and i also feel like we go through things where like how it's like in addition to like you know like okay when i used to eat meat like yes i eat bacon it, it's good but i feel like it, it's almost one of those things that's become very trendy like like almost like yeah bacon is my whole personality where it's like <laughs> oh yeah bacon we'll talk about bacon so I'm almost wondering if like, if maybe that's part of it too, where it's like, was bacon just starting to become trendy and popular at that time? And it's like, we can't put bacon on our, our burgers because it's too expensive. But is there a way we can subtly make people associate our burgers with bacon? And like, oh, what if we name our sandwich similar to, oh, there's the BLT, which is bacon lettuce tamale. Let's call it a McDLT. And maybe people by word association will think, oh, that makes me think about bacon. So I want to get it. So That's my other theory on, on why it came into being.
0: It could also be like I, I can see a lot of complaints, like specifically '90s McDonald's goers going like, "I thought this was a bacon a BLT. Like I wouldn't have ordered if I thought it was just this stupid mm-hmm. thing." Like, and yeah. I don't know if they were trying to position themselves to have a McBLT and they couldn't have two things mm. that similarly named on the menu. I don't know what they're fucking people liked their pizza but it was the wait time interrupted their whole like they're all about efficiency right right? like that's that's what mcdonald's is so i think a lot of their holding out is like we can't cook bacon efficiently and quickly right so they didn't have it for a long time so i don't know it it's it just baffles my mind it's my favorite thing if i ever find one of the I've looked on eBay for like the clamshell container. They have t-shirts. They have like commemorative pins from back in the day. I just, hmm. I want something that I can go and see Jason Alexander at a signing and have him sign and have that awkward <laughs> conversation and that look. And he just like that shit eating grin that I'll wear while he has to sign it. Cause like <laughs> you did this motherfucker. You did this in potato chip I, I- commercials. And I won't let anybody forget it. Every time I remember, it's like every three months I post that to Facebook because nobody should forget that it existed. And you were the creeping pretty woman. (laughs) We don't have to talk anymore about that. I'm just, i just sick of not talking about it. (laughs) It's the greatest thing. You're
1: you're like Rick (laughs) with the the Szechuan sauce. Exactly.
0: (laughs) It existed for such a little bit amount of time, and I'll never have it. And I just, I, I wish restaurants would do that. It's like a throwback day. Yeah. Come and have these ridiculous things that we used to have on the menu. Right. And they could do it as a marketing thing. They could do it up like a big, big deal. Or like this month we'll bring back the McPizza. Just realize it's going to take yeah. a while. And then they just go back to that, that vintage. I don't know. Like we'll bring the. I want, I want McDonald's to bring the super size me thing back. I miss super size. <laughs> I remember getting oh God, those I fries. That
1: long, damn! I didn't even know that they didn't have that anymore.
0: Shit. Well, after that show, that documentary came out, they oh, were just, they, right. they dropped it. And I remember, like before that, I I was on an eighth grade trip to DC, and we got like per diem, so we went to like this big mm-hmm. food court, and we could we went to McDonald's a lot, so I could get a double quarter pounder with cheese, large fry or super sized fries, and uh, McFlurry. And it was the greatest eighth-year-old or eighth-grade experience of my life. I felt like a baller as I just clogged yeah, my art McDonald's, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's great. I just, like, bring it back. It's so fun. I was looking on uh, Taco Bell's menu website because I I don't know. I don't know why. I know what they have. They don't need to advertise to me. I know what they have on it. <laughs> I was, go- like, like, looking to see if the, the box deals had changed or anything. And they have like a sodium warning on certain items now where it's like you can see okay. like the 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 family style nachos is not for one person. It, this is above your daily intake for sodium. <laughs> and I was like uh I know. I know what I'm about son. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like don't Taco Bell, don't don't. I know you have this Baja Fresh, like we're gonna we're gonna give you like healthy alternatives. That's not what I'm here. I'm here for beans Mm -hmm. to turn into diarrhea. That is what I am here for. (laughs) Give it to me.
1: (laughs) Uh, Last time I checked,
0: this was America. (laughs) (laughs) I have the right to digest as quickly as the shit you give me will let me. you, you, okay, you uh, made me
1: think of another mcdonald's story that's that's actually kind of funny okay. um so this this wasn't involving the mcdlt but this is another mcdonald's memory i have is that um One back when i was coffee. in like fourth yeah yeah, that too yeah <laughs> um so back when i was in like i think fourth grade um i was actually taking karate okay and our i and i think this is what the occasion was i think our our karate teacher would take like um you know they, w- like with karate i think you you start off with white a white belt. And the next one is yellow. So they did the whole test where it was like, okay, we're doing the test to see if you graduate to to yellow belt. And I think, and he told us is like, yeah, if you, if you get to, um, you know, if you, if you do it, if you get to yellow, belt, I'll take whoever, whoever is, I'll, I'll take you out to McDonald's. It was like me. And I think, you know, two other people, like actually his, his daughter was one of his students too. So I think it was like the two of us, and maybe one other kid, forget it. It was either the belts or the competition anyway. So he was taking us to McDonald's and I'm like, Oh man, like not only did I, you know, win this thing, I also get McDonald's like, this is fucking great. So I remember, I think I, yeah, I was like, Oh, I want a happy meal with, you know, with a cheeseburger. So I'm, I'm, opening and I don't know if like I just never had McDonald's at this point yet, <laughs> but I didn't somehow I fucking had trouble and I dropped the fucking cheeseburger in my lap. And I think I was even still wearing my ghee at this point. Oh,
0: so no. like it's not
1: even just like, oh whatever it's my pants. It's just like, oh what the hell? And I just remember being like, you know, and again like when you're a kid, like things seem so much more expensive because you're just used to like, you know, your parents having to budget you know so that their kids don't starve and you know they keep a roof over their heads so like as a kid i'm just like well fuck man that's it i just don't need so he's like oh all right i'll you know i'll buy you another one and i was like i remember be like you can do that you can just get
0: another cheeseburger <laughs> he'll give you another one so <laughs>
1: yeah so we so he did and i don't know if I, I i feel like i'm trying to think back but i don't know if i was trying to open it like just in my hand instead of laying it down and opening the wrapper like on the table or maybe I was trying to like I saw that it had onions, and maybe I was trying to pick them off or something. So I get the second one, and I dropped that one in my lap no.
0: too. <laughs> Poor little Tim. <laughs>
1: and I and I did see that there was there was a line I crossed because he he went back up. This time he came back with a hamburger. <laughs> it was like you you uh-huh.
0: don't get third <laughs> cheeseburger, you get a hamburger. I <laughs> was like if you had if you had continued it would have just (laughs) well isn't that yeah here's an in-and-out thing like you get a hockey puck it's just a patty with cheese on it like you can order it that way (laughs) so you just further (laughs) degrade down to like you get one pickle that's all i'm getting you to replace yep
1: just you get the lettuce that's all you get okay So yeah, so that didn't have to do with the McDLT, but like, you know, but just the idea of like making a mess out of McDonald's, that was definitely one of those, one of those memories.
0: So you would use the clamshells to close the burger. That's what you would do. I think, I mean, in the commercial, isn't that how you're supposed to do it? No, in the commercial, they pick it up. They pick it up out of the clamshell and they put the one side on the other. Also, why wouldn't you put the burger and the bun where there's nothing loose on the other side. See, this whole... The the physics doesn't make any sense because you want the burger on the bottom bun. That's the whole point, right? Everything goes on top of the burger. You get the cheese so it'll melt from the heat and then you put, like, everything should go... But it, it designed it in such a way that the only way to close it safely was to put the burger on upside down. How... And then I guess you could marketing, it. <laughs> Tim. I don't. I would pay so much money. Well, that's
1: right because the burger was on the side with the top bun, right? It wasn't even like that was the. Oh,
0: no, what? it's the bottom Sorry. bun. It's on the bottom bun. They expected the you okay. to put all of the particulate shit, the tomatoes and the cheese and the lettuce, on top. Just, just to the wind. Just like eating outside. <laughs> it's all picnic food. It's all bird food. Like. I I would love to see the transcripts of the marketing meeting where they pitched this idea. I want to make this. I want it to be a movie. Like this might be shamelessly transitioning right, yeah. into great ideas that go, don't go like anywhere. Like the Founder
1: Part Two. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like the McDlt. Just like what an idea. How I I want that shit. Like I want like the the um, uh, Big Short. Right. I want a movie length PowerPoint presentation about every step in that thing's development. I I, I might need to pay and like just make a documentary about it. Like I am so obsessed. I have so many (laughs) questions. I love it so much. (laughs) And now it's time for great ideas that go absolutely nowhere. So I did have a topic for uh, great ideas that don't go anywhere. Did you? No, I did. um... It's kind of gross. So I'm just going to, so if you were going to make a, a signature sandwich, what would it be and where would it be best marketed?
1: <laughs> um, okay. I, I, I actually, well, I know part of the answer to this because I've already had my signature sandwich and I can't remember. It's at a place somewhere. here. Anyway. So there was one time I had gone with, I think there were some bookstore friends and we went to this place and I've been there multiple times with different groups of people. But because I've kind of gone there, like it was when I first moved here, so I didn't really know my way around that well. And I think I always went with someone or followed someone. But there's there's this like bar slash, you know, pub kind of place. And they had a burger with fried egg and peanut butter on it. Yeah, Yeah. And it was it was one. Well, okay, so sorry. There's there's two. There's that one. And then I guess I could do the breakfast version where one time I had, it was this, this fair, I think it's in Massachusetts called the big E. Mm -hmm. And it was a bacon cheeseburger. I think with an egg on it served with glazed donuts for as, as the bun. Nice. So those are definitely my two sort of my two favorites. Like, you know, and, and I feel like, you know, I mean, I didn't invent them, but I feel like people who know me, if you were like, think long and hard, what would Tim put on a burger? It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, egg and peanut butter. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so yeah, so that, that's you know some version of, or I guess the other, um, no wait, if I was gonna do a signature, take it one step further, the yeah. one thing that could have improved on that. So it's a burger with, with, with American cheese, with an egg, with peanut butter, but the bread, is two English muffin pizzas. What? So, like, you know how you make those? When you get, the, you put the sauce and the and the cheese. And, you know, so so, there's, you know, the muffins, so they're mixed. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: it's served a in deep a deep dish pizza. De
0: <laughs> Guacamolito sauce. <laughs> That's what I call a Wrapped taco a blueberry
1: pancake. <laughs> We're not done
0: pizza well that's what i call a taco <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yes i think that's the thing for me is that yeah it was it, the, the one thing it was uh the one thing it was lacking was the 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 bread you know and, and and as much as i enjoyed having the donuts as the bread i will admit it was it was too much it, it, it pushed it too far i remember right when i posted about it on social media i was like I'm both extremely proud and extremely disgusted with myself at the same time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so you you made a pre-made and you you substituted. Mine is like a homegrown thing. So th- I think okay. this this comes from my dad. I don't know where, where he got this idea. So you, his version, and I, I think he just called it a Polish sandwich. So you take a tortilla, you put Miracle Whip on it. You slice a Polish sausage down the middle. You put it in the center of the tortilla. You put a pickle and a Kraft single slice over the pickle in between the two sides of the Polish sandwich. You roll that up and you microwave it. That was his Polish sandwich. So it's hot Miracle Whip melted cheese on a pickle. And it's hot pickle. It's the grossest, most delicious thing on the planet. But the way I was super picky as a kid, so I wouldn't eat beef hot dogs or, or like the, the weird kind of like um, lips and hooves and weird hot dogs. I had to have uh, Oscar Mayer turkey hot dogs. Okay, that, That's the level. So what you would do mm-hmm. is you take three of those, you cut them lengthwise, you get two pieces of uh, Orida wheat bread, you have miracle whip mm-hmm. on both sides you place three of the side there are three halves on either side of that you put a craft singles be- between them and you microwave all of that usually you would get you couldn't get turkey in uh re- like uh, regular size hot dogs they'd have to be bun length so you would cut off oh, the so you had like a side dish of like these little hot dog bites <laughs> you microwaved it to the cheese melted so it is this molten nasty hot dog craft cheese miracle whip sandwich i love them so much but the only the only restaurant chain that with the integrity or lack thereof to sell this to the mm-hmm. general public would be Arby's it would have to be we have the meats and we have this thing and (laughs) it it would be great anybody from Arby's let me know if you want to get in business with that it was just I ate it all the time I was a picky little shit and I I just loved eating that is so bad for you so nasty it's just like and that's the thing that's the kind of stuff you come up with when you're like okay i have to eat i know i have hot dogs let's throw throw stuff together i don't know if my dad made it for me or i came up with it i don't i don't know the origin of it but it like my mouth is watering thinking about it right now like i want it so bad you'd have that with cheetos and pickles and then a, a dr pepper and you were set nice. it was like, was a good life. That, that's the Joel combo from Arby's. <laughs> well,
1: it's also, like, I feel like, uh, I don't have a, a situation exactly like that, but, like, with, with Hot Dogs as a kid, because I feel like um, my parents would buy hot dogs because it was like, you know, it was meat, but like they wouldn't also just buy like a bunch of hot dog rolls. So, a lot of times when we would have the hot dogs, yeah, we would have bread, like regular bread. Right. So, I very rarely had a hot dog in a hot dog bun as a kid. It's the it was usually
0: thing to put a hot dog on that square and like curl it so it looks like a sausage roll. It's the saddest. Yeah. But it's such reality though. <laughs> well, I was always fine
1: with it. Number Number one. Because like I usually felt like most hot dog buns were way too much bread. Like I usually end up having like the end of it and I would just throw it away anyway. So it's like, oh, this is the perfect amount. You know, the hot dog's actually sticking out past, you know.
0: Well, you were also number two, I would usually So you were like lobster roll. That's that's what they're throwing, like big rolls rather than like a hot like a ballpark hot dog bun. You guys it would have been a different setup.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Could it be, yeah. If we, if we had like smaller, like actual hot dog buns. Um, then the other thing is I would always put like a, a slice of of American cheese on the bread and then sit the hot dog on top before I wrapped it up around it. So it would also like melt the cheese. So you've got like a, you know, a cheese dog kind of thing happening. Um, and I feel like I've, I've played around with things before. I think one time I did make like a hot dog sandwich where I took two hot dog, hot, two hot dogs and cut them lengthwise and laid them like all four, like side by side on a piece of bread, then put a slice of cheese and then another piece of bread on top. Mm-hmm. Which you got to be careful because as you get towards the end, when it's a little, it's just the pieces start just falling out the sides.
0: <laughs> yep, exactly.
1: Um, yeah, we had all sorts of variations of how to eat hot dogs. And, and you know, you, like I, I feel like you know part of what your what your dad's really onto too is like I feel like wraps are where it's at because you could just throw like what the fuck ever in a wrap, roll yep. it up, and it's all gonna stay together because it's all closed in. Like whereas yeah, sandwiches like. Shit falls out, you know, like, but yeah, like, if you're just like, let's take whatever, like, you know, like, you, like that's the thing. One of my favorite things to like, uh, well, one of the restaurants back in the East Coast, probably the only restaurant that every time I go to visit, I'm like, we have to go here. They have, um, you know, they do breakfast all day and you could turn any omelet into a wrap. And it's like, yeah, I want to do that. So it's like, you have like whatever. So it's like, you know, you've got eggs, you've got peppers, you've got mushrooms, you've got melted cheese and it's, it's all, it's going nowhere. It's all in that wrap, you know, you're not, you know, in, and they cut it in half so you can kind of eat from the middle out. So it's not like you're eating from one end and, you know, by the time you get through, it's just falling apart. Yeah, wraps are great. I miss wraps. I should go back to eating wraps.
0: Yeah, this, this is- And that's part of it too, to like you-, eat you Really you, badly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs>
1: terrible well, food. You, and that's the thing is it gives you- it gives you more room for experimentation because you don't have to worry about what's structurally sound the same right. way as if you're building a burger, you know, cause that was one of the problems with the, the burger I liked because the heat of the burger was melting the peanut butter. So it was all just dripping off. But if you like took a burger patty, cut it in half, stuck it lengthwise in a wrap, covered that with peanut butter and then rolled it all up, that peanut butter is going nowhere.
0: Where are you going? Nowhere. <laughs> I think you just came up with a new new custom. <laughs> you go bunless. <laughs> too good. So hungry. I, me too. That, that, sorry. I know you you haven't eaten. I've eaten. I need more. That's about enough of that. Uh, and here's Tim with the final word. Fear. <laughs> well done. <laughs>